to Mental Download, where our goal is to help you live your best life now by making the right decisions and by taking action. I'm your host, Cameron States. All right, everybody, welcome back to the cast. Cameron States here. Thanks for joining me for another week. What a crazy week uh, we've had in the market. So uh, there's obviously a ton to talk about. So let's get straight into it. First of all, I want to talk about two basic emotions that I know we talk about so much in the market, but I think it's more important to talk about, especially when we're actually feeling those emotions, we're actually seeing it. So just to give you a recap today, we had a major down day in the market on a Monday. Uh, We also had uh, historical drops in oil, historical drops in the S&P, Dow, NASDAQ, Russell 2000 index. So we've got to talk about it. First of all, let me just say this. I've been posting a lot lately and getting into what people should be looking at in the market. And let me just say one thing that just burns me up, and I know I've posted on this before, is when these markets correct like this, it surprises me so much how you see some of the the big money out there, the institutions and the banking encouraging people that now is the time to buy, that catching the bottom is the most important thing and that everything's at a discount and this is definitely a great time to get in. Now, they may be, they might be right, who knows, but what burns me up is it's that old idea that if you want to sell something, you got to find somebody to buy it and that's exactly what the markets are trying to do. These Things that we're seeing in the market, these drops, these massive moves where the volatility is at record highs, the market is moving at a tremendous rate. These are not just significant, interesting days in the market. These are historical days in the market. I've never seen, I shouldn't say never, but I haven't seen times like this since uh, when I was trading back in 2008 where the market was just absolutely volatile. And obviously now where we've got things like the coronavirus running rampant through international trade, through China, and then we have this massive correction in oil, which is also a global and economic uh, disaster. Uh, But obviously in some areas in business, it's a good thing. But both of these two things clashing together has just created one massive movement. Now, I've been bearish in the market since last week. I did not know about oil, but I'm definitely bearish in the retail sector and everything that's going on in the market. Um, But what I want to talk about, obviously, this being the mental download, is the mental and emotional side to it. Because here's the two emotions we're running into. And yes, it's going to be that same old greed and hope deal. But listen, it's actually a real thing that we experience far too often in the market. For example, all the people that I find are still holding on to positions, even if the market is corrected significantly at historical market record breaking lows and record conditions, who's still holding stock? Who's still holding positions here? Who's listening to these banks and these institutions that are saying, keep buying? Well, I'll tell you who. It's either A, the ones that are not knowledgeable enough, they don't understand that there is another option or choice for them, or two, it's greed. It's people that have been riding this you know, 10-year historic bull run, the longest historical expansion, and you know I've said both of those things before, and you just can't lose. I've seen people that have literally had tremendous, tremendous returns 
uh, in the last several years. I mean, the market, this this last nine years, these last nine years and some of these runs, I mean, this is the time to be trading the market. It has just been so lucrative. It has paid dividends. It has paid the investors for any amount of risk. And when you have a correction like this and people start giving it back, the smart thing to do would be to take your money off the table and go to cash. But they're so greedy, they keep thinking, no, I've done so well so far. I'm now a big fan. I've drunk the Kool-Aid. I think this market is going to continue. But the facts are there's nothing statistically There's nothing statistically that would suggest that it's going to continue to go up because it's not. It's going down right now and in dramatic fashion. And so rather than try to guess some of those other parameters, we've got to trade the here and now. So that's the first one, greed. Now, I say greed because I don't think, again, a lot of these emotions kind of creep up on us as an investor. I don't think anybody looks at themselves in the mirror and says, look, I'm just a greedy person. I just like to hoard money, and that's the only thing I care about. It's not that way. It's it's almost like a, a passive greed where it gives you a false sense of security because you've done well. And it's that false sense of security that kind of reassures you that you're fine and that you've done so well with these profits that these things, they can't go away that fast. And if and if they do, they'll come back quickly because that's quite literally the condition that we've been trading for the last 10 years is that if anything dipped, it came back very quickly. And that has built this false sense of security and confidence in the market. And they just want to keep making money. And so they don't want to take it out. They don't want to liquidate. They don't want to get rid of stock. Now, the opposite to that coin and the argument is hope, which is the other emotion, which is some people have done really well. They made some really good returns. Problem is they gave most of it back already. I mean, it has literally been bodies on the floor tanking. I've talked to several floor traders, several hedge fund managers as to what's going on in the market and what they're looking at. And there are people just losing tons and tons and tons of money. Now, although the statistics and the stats suggest that we're definitely bearish, we're definitely going down, there's no argument behind that, you can't help but get a little bit hopeful and wonder and say, you know what, I think for a minute though, this might actually be a great time to buy into the market because I'm hoping this is the bottom and we've got a bright future ahead of us. We've got so many good things going. Yes, this coronavirus is terrible. Yes, these market conditions are a little bit tough to stomach right now. But if you look on the bright side, on the hope side, there's there's a lot of opportunity here. You could be buying all kinds of stuff for dirt cheap as it sells off. This is a great time to be getting into this market and just hope that it comes back this month. Okay. Now, those of you that have heard my rant before, you know, the year 2020, I am not bullish this year. Okay. First of all, you have the corona outbreak, which happened uh, earlier on. Um, so it's been out for a couple months, right? But here's the deal. All the implications of that coronavirus hitting has not come out in the first quarter earnings. So we haven't seen the results of this yet. So because we haven't seen the results of it, nobody really has the statistics and numbers behind the severity of this actual virus. So I'm extremely bearish on the results. We know that it affected the market and it's going to affect us in the first quarter earnings, but we don't actually have the statistics and that's coming out shortly. Okay, we're going to go into another earnings season, but we don't have the information. So I don't think you can be extremely bullish on the market since you haven't seen the implications of what has already happened. Second of all, if you forecast into the second quarter, 
which is where hopefully they're going to fix whatever happened in the first quarter. And maybe they get a hold of this uh, coronavirus in the next three months. Doubtful. But let's just say they do. They're going to have to be able to turn everything around, and you're going to have to be able to prove to me statistically that corporate America can continue to make money and produce earnings even after all these things that have happened with China and oil dipping into the second quarter. Honestly, I don't think they're going to fix that in three months' time. There's just not enough time to make enough decisions and to make things actually happen from a corporate level. That pushes you into the third quarter of the year, which you're pushing right up into the election. Now you start pushing right up into that election, and we start feeling some heat from the political realm. You start questioning who's going to win the, the race, what party is going to come in place, what policies are going to change. creates more volatility and more uncertainty. So with the unknown first quarter earnings possibly, possibly being down, second quarter not looking any better unless they can somehow economically fix it. Third quarter running up against the election. I just don't think it's going to be that great of a year. Now, does that mean that there's no opportunity? Absolutely not. I'm op- I'm optimistic about the opportunities as an option trader. I think there'll be plenty of opportunities to make money. This volatility stays sky high for the entire year. It's going to be fantastic. You can sell option premiums at sky high record rates. I love this market. It's awesome. I just don't think it's going back to a bull market anytime soon. So, for two types of people out there, it's one of the reasons why I want to do this. For those of you that have done well, um, be careful. Be careful because what's going to creep up is that greed. And maybe you've been hit by this correction. Maybe you haven't. But greed's going to kick in and it's going to tell you that, you know what, there's a lot of money to be made and this is time to load up and buy and liquidate uh, some positions and get in some massive positions, take advantage of the big upswing that's coming. Um, that's just greed talking there. The other side is hope. Well, you start buying into this uh, hope that everything's going to turn around relatively quick, even though, as I mentioned before, you don't have the statistics to back it up. But maybe you go ahead and make that adjustment and you go bullish on the market, hoping that everything goes well. Again, that's a big question mark there. That's a big if there on what happens to the market. I understand the reason why, and I understand the logic behind thinking that way. I'm just saying that it's more forecasting instead of being reactive. And you know, in this market, we're trying to get our thoughts and our emotions around being reactive to what's happening. Anytime you find yourself forecasting ahead into the future, and whatever that forecast is, is what's going to financially set you free, that comes with a lot of question marks and turmoil, especially when you have major clashing going on on a global level. Okay, so I just don't think letting ourselves run away with these emotions is going to be good for us. What we should be doing is keeping our position small, keeping our risk position small, and trying to play the current conditions that the market give us, not the forecast future. Now, I know as a trader, especially if you're one of these people that wake up and watch news every day when you have your coffee, you are constantly being bombarded with all this information of what you should do and what's going to happen. Um, I had it last week. I had some clashing of people that were trying to sway me that it's not as bearish as I thought. Well, there's a couple ideas here we got to talk about. One of those big ideas is, number one, they've cut the Fed rate by half a point. Now, just so you know, historically, the last seven times that the banks in America and the banks in Britain 
cut their interest rates by half a percent the last seven times that this has happened, it was followed by a market crash. Okay, this just happened a week ago. The British bank, the US bank cut the rates in half. Now, you might think, well, isn't that a way to stimulate the market? Isn't that a way to stimulate the economy? Well, the truth is, is yeah, a little bit, but it also was a massive red flag. Massive red flag. Because when you start dropping interest rates, it basically means that they're taking the pressure off of this fiat currency that everybody's trading and using to allow and open up room for more spending and credit, which is going to do nothing more but increase corporate debt which is not necessarily a good thing, which, by the way, that number is not reflected in something like a earnings per share ratio or a P.E. ratio, okay, price to earnings, where we're trying to look at what is the value of these companies and is that value a fair value. Now, the truth of the matter is, is we've been trading stocks lately at extremely inflated record prices and we've been willing to pay it. The problem is, is I don't think we've considered the most important information in this analysis. So is the market poised to go down? Yeah, I think so a little bit. Is there a little bit of uncertainty with some of these economic and global situations? Yeah, absolutely. But there's an even bigger one that's underneath it all. And that is that everybody's been paying these ridiculously high rates on stocks that are way overvalued. And they're way overvalued because there's other information in that fundamental analysis that is not being considered especially with something as strong as just a price-to-earning growth ratio or a peg ratio, okay? Now, I know some of these terms may not make a whole lot of sense to you. That's not the point. The point is there's facts to both sides. There's good arguments to both sides. But the reality that we're living in right now is the fact that the market is going down 100%. Stocks are losing value. It's continuing to do it. It's at record numbers, okay? So we have to keep our heads cool about this. We can't get wrapped up and get emotional with what the market is telling us. We also can't get wrapped up and emotional with our own greedy, hopeful thoughts because that's not going to help either. All this can be eliminated or should be eliminated by executing correctly a systematic approach with the trade plan. Okay, now I hope everybody is utilizing their trade plan, utilizing the system. Now, by the way, for some of you that are thinking, I don't know what that is, because I know there's a lot of people that listen to the, co the cast here, and they may not understand what that means. A trading plan is literally, quite literally, the systematic approach that you use. So every decision I make in the market has already been predetermined and given parameters before I ever traded. It's not that I'm smart. It's not that I'm better than anybody else. It's not true. It's just I've outlined these steps prior, so I already know what's going to happen. So when you look at a market like this and say, these are historical lows, we've never seen the market do this ever, except for 2008, what do I do? Well, I don't make it up on the spot, I'll tell you that much. I simply pull out my 2008 playbook or handbook, and I pop it open and say, what were we doing in 2008? Let's do that again. That was a great year. And I simply play the 2008 book. That's it. Before that, I was playing the nine-year historical bull run book, okay? But I don't make any of this stuff up. Now, just so you know, if you guys want to learn more about this, if you go to our website, diamondcoremedia.com, we just launched a new product, which is our mentorship trade plan. And basically, you can work with a mentor like me, uh, and I can help you build this plan in one setting, okay? We can do it virtually, 
um, through video uh, over the computer. So if that's something that you're interested in, go to diamondcoremedia.com and look for that. It's called the Mentorship Trading Plan. Everybody has to have a plan, whether you have us help you with it or not. Everybody has to have a plan. It's what allows me to trade even in these ter- these crazy, crazy, tremendously high and low uh, records that were, were kind of record uh, numbers that we're hitting in the market here. What allows me to do it is the fact that I have a plan that has been proven that I know can work in these conditions. That's it. I know exactly what to do and how to react to it. And I'm completely calm. I'm not worried about it at all. Okay. Second of all, as a reminder, I'm posting all of these trades on Instagram. So if you're wondering how I'm doing it, what's going on, jump on Instagram and check it out. All right, so here's what I want to leave you with. Keep your head cool. Keep your risk tolerance low. Keep your trades small. And most importantly, when you find yourself starting to get emotional, it probably means A, you don't have a system of attack or a plan, or B, you're just reacting to everything that's going on in the market. You're listening to the talking heads and trying to know what to do. Okay, If you had a plan in place, you knew what the risk is, it was calculated, you should have given yourself the permission to trade no matter what the market is going to give you. Okay, All right, guys, keep your heads down out there. Stay calm. Be good to yourself and each other. I think that's somebody's quote, by the way. <laughs> um, have a great day. Have an even better week. Let's continue to move ahead making some money. Let's make it a great year.